Welcome to Loves and Actions podcast, where learning to lead a more fulfilling life in Christ becomes practical and applicable to the situations we face along our journeys every day. Thank you for listening. Thanks for joining. Today, in this devotional soundbite, I wanted to talk about revenge. I think that all of us at one point or another have felt the desire for vengeance, maybe now so more than ever, considering that many of us are experiencing the uneasiness that comes from seals being broken and God's spirit being removed from this earth. Violence abounds and hatred consumes, daring to touch even the people and ideologies closest to our hearts. Eventually, this darkness touches us. It always does, because we live in a world of sin. Anger, frustration, and disappointment are all normal responses, but they're also dangerous. Left unchecked, they create fertile ground for more destructive emotions, including wrath, envy, and depression. When we experience the depths of these emotions, we search for ways to rid ourselves of this darkness so that we can find peace. To do this, we are left with two options. We can choose light, or we can choose more darkness. Sometimes, however, as much as we may want to choose light, we struggle to tell the difference. I think of this conflict when we speak of vengeance juxtaposed with justice. Now, vengeance and justice definitely exist on the same continuum, born from the same desire to want wrong made right. Yet we know that vengeance belongs to God. In this world, we can seek justice, but the ultimate judgment belongs with the divine. If we forego this truth and act on our own accord, we begin to succumb to the darkness that wants to consume us. When this happens, we no longer just want wrong to be made right. We want someone or a group of people to feel the pain that we have endured until we decide it is enough. We want to be their judge and their jury as our desire for their suffering becomes insatiable. No result will ever be enough to pay for what they have done. Over time, hatred makes a home in our hearts as self-control is lost. There is a reason why God said vengeance is mine. He knew the price we'd have to pay to obtain it and the recklessness by which we might apply it. If we take a look at Romans chapter 12 verses 19 to 21, we gain some valuable insight on vengeance. The scriptures read, Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. As I went back to the beginning of this passage, I pondered, what does it mean to give place to wrath? When I read the scripture, I wasn't sure if it was telling me that I should trade out vengeance for wrath. Honestly, that didn't make a lot of sense. So I took a step back and delved into what it meant to give place to. I realized that the scripture was telling us to find replacements for wrath that come from a place of good, 
So as an example, the scriptures tell us if your enemy is hungry, you should feed him. It's not that your enemy is no longer your enemy in this scenario. It's just that you now have choices as to how you decide to treat your enemy. What you do next has the power to change the course of your trajectory and maybe theirs too, because there is power in God's light. He gives us the foundation for how to choose his love. But when we're in pain, we run the risk that darkness becomes more attractive. Such a temptation is why we are warned in that passage to not be overcome by evil. In the short term, choosing darkness may seem easy, but living with that darkness is the harder long-term choice. It comes with no true satisfaction. Any perceived joy will be short-lived as we search for new highs. Our desires become distractions as our lights grow dim. Our health, well-being, peace, and ability to connect with God are all negatively impacted. Evil takes us prisoner while we call upon a God who we claim does not answer. It's not that God isn't hearing us during these times. It's just that we no longer know how to listen. We've blocked his voice by claiming something for ourselves that belongs to him. Vengeance is God's and God's alone. And when we act upon what belongs to God, there is always a price to be paid. Throughout the scriptures, God reminds us of his ownership of vengeance. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 34 starts with, Vengeance is mine and recompense. In Psalm 94 verse 1, we read, O Lord God, to whom vengeance belongs. If we flip over to the New Testament, in Hebrews 10 verse 30, it states, For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. And again the Lord will judge his people. And in Romans 12, as a reminder, the scripture says, For it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. God's repetition is a signal for us to take heed. It's as though he's saying, I know you're going to struggle with this idea, so I'm going to keep reminding you of its importance. I know that we want to hold people accountable, particularly when we've been hurt, but so does God. He even tells us he will repay. It's just a question of, are you willing to let God be in control of what that looks like? Or do you think that you know best? Unfortunately, when we choose the latter, we become so focused on the other person or situation that we lose sight of the defilement happening in our own hearts. We are warned in Hebrews 12 verses 14 to 15 to pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord, looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. God is reminding us that the only way to not walk in darkness is to walk in light. We don't have to worry about vengeance. He's got that part covered. By doing that, he's giving us the gift of peace and the freedom to let go of the anger, frustration, and disappointment that festers in our own hearts.
We don't have to become defiled by pain. Trusting in God is still our best option. In closing, I'd like for us to read James chapter 2, verse 13, which says, For judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. God is the final judge. He has the final say, which is why vengeance belongs to him. Nevertheless, he warns us that how we treat others impacts the way in which we will be treated. So, knowing this, do we want to focus on retribution or do we want to focus on mercy? What is it that we want God to apply to us? Probably mercy. And I know that mercy is not always our first choice, but that does not mean it cannot become our best I'm thankful for every time that God has given me his mercy, and I recognize that it is an honor to be able to bestow that same mercy onto others. It is a gift, not only for them, but for me. It clears out the defilement and the bitterness, allowing me to move forward, knowing that whatever happens next, God is in control. Mercy triumphs, and for that, may we all be grateful that vengeance is God's. God bless and see you next time with Loves in Action.